that this knowledge is looked upon with great wonder by some people kashchit by some some people look upon this knowledge as wondrous in fact everything is a wonder in this knowledge because if one is in a place of being a recipient it's a constant ascharya and in vernacular languages the word ascharya means surprise but in sanskrit it means wonder so that's the whole idea and it can also mean surprise because the knowledge is a constant surprise it keeps you on the toes whatever you think it is it is not whatever you don't think it is it is and just as you think you have got it you haven't got it ha huh. it goes away as soon as you say i have caught brahman you know it refuses to be caught so so like that it's a constant surprise but more than that the word wonder is a little more of an elegant uh word translation because it is a wonder so ascharyavat pashyati kashchidenam so people some people look upon the teachings you know with wonder and there is you know and kechid anyaha some others ascharyavat vadati ascharyavat pashyati kashchidanyaha ascharyavat vadati kechidanyaha so some others talk about it with wonder so this could be the vakta the teacher is also surprised while talking about it and i can attest to this you know <laughs> yeah and when we we used to hear pujya swami ji talk and he would be saying things and he would say oh this is the direction it's taking okay <laughs> okay let's go there and uh, and he would laugh very hard at his own jokes <laughs> so that's the, very clear that you know the joke is coming from elsewhere <laughs> not from the individual called you know swami dayananda 
बट वाट ही इज चैनलिंग रियली सो आश्चर्यवत वदती केचिद अन्य बिकॉज इट इज ऑल वंड्रस एंड वंडर मीन्स यू नो हाउ फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल वॉट इज अ बिग वंडर इज हाउ कम देर इज इग्नोरेंस वेन द आत्मा and when the limitlessness that is oneself is crystal clear when this is what i want to be and this is who i really am still there is ignorance as though sitting side by side with brahman and eating you know our heads this ignorance <laughs> how is this possible that's a wonder and how does this atma which is limitless how does it accommodate this ignorance without any problem that's a wonder it allows the ignorance to exist until you spirit it away and you say i cannot stand and tolerate this ignorance i have to do something about it it says okay theek hai because that ignorance is not opposed to the atma because the ignorance has to do with one small little you know thing called the mind which it is shadowing atma is all knowledge so that's a wonder how can this ignorance be there when that limitlessness is there so it's an interesting wonder means it's all a paradox and then another wonder in this talking kachit uh, vadati and kachit pashyati in the seers of it and in the uh, you know people who understand it another big wonder is how you know how does this knowledge how can this knowledge of oneness take place when we are making a distinction between shishya and guru how many is it shishya plus guru two huh? this is a duality right here you know guru is receive yo veda dauswara prokto vedante cha pratishthita you know all these things with bells and whistles and all these things and guru is given chair to sit and then shishyas have to come come in meekly and sit down and say hey guru bho guru and then sit and listen sit and listen sit and listen and then you know guru keeps talking never stops shishya just has to quietly listen you know and this is a duality right huh show some signs of life yeah, this is a duality this is all where is the oneness you know where is the oneness when there is guru when there is shishya and there are two things and then how how does this two how does 1 plus 1 is equal to 1 how ashcharya this is the ashcharya and the dakshinamurti stotra says shishya acharya तया तथैव पितृपुत्राद्यात्मना भेदतः सो वी सी दीस डिस्टिंक्शंस फादर सन मदर डॉटर मदर सन फादर डॉटर सिस्टर ब्रदर गुरु 
Shishya, Acharya, Shishya. We see these distinctions and the distinctions are overlaid on this Atma which is free of those distinctions because of the, what's its name, because of the problem with our vision. That's what it is. And so that itself is a wonder. How did this visual distortion took place and how I see two always in the place of one and how that two translates into one and how despite all the uh, ajara, ajara means the, the recommended conduct in dealing with the guru that is there, how despite all those hierarchies in or rather because of those hierarchies <laughs> And because of those distinctions, you know, I understand myself to be non-separate from the Guru, how the, this knowledge comes across. Again, addressing Lord Dakshina Murti, another shloka. Ishvaro Guru Ratmeti, Murti Bheda Vidahine, Atma Jnana Pradhanena. Tasmai Shri, you know, the, that, that Guru I adore. Vyomavat Vyapta Dehaya Dakshinamurtaye Namaha Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha So, the, that Lord in the, who is manifest in the form of the teacher who wondrously and magically as in the form of the teacher erodes the distinction between Jiva, Jagat and Ishvara or Ishvara, Guru and myself because when we think of Ishvara, you know, immediately, you know, you like, oh, no, that's not me. That's Ishvara over there, somewhere, I don't know. Sometimes the head goes up, you get a crick in the neck, you know. Then you remember, okay, I'm Hindu, I shouldn't be looking up. Because <laughs> 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 Bhagavan is everywhere. And then if you are South Indian, as soon as the word Ishvara is uttered, you go like this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, saying, oh my God, the word Ishvara brings forth what? All my omissions and commissions I suddenly remember, <laughs> which are not wondrous, which are <laughs> very run-of-the-mill omissions and commissions, I, you know, and then I ask pardon like that. And if you're standing in front of Ganesha, there's a very interesting way to ask for pardon because you go like this, crisscross, and you cross the opposite leg and do uthak, baithak, you know, up and down, up and down. And then they have found out that it's a very interesting yogic practice that digests everything and gets rid of tonic illnesses. Asthma, go like this, you know, with the legs crossed. So many things, chronic this, chronic that, everything. You do five of them a day and apparently you're just in you know, wonder, wonderful health. So this, you know, this Ishvara that I don't know and is locally not available, who is very awe-inspiring and far away from myself and the Guru slightly closer to myself because at least I can see, touch and interact. <laughs> You know, ask questions, 
still far beyond myself. I can't even think about me and Guru being one and the same. And myself, you know, so and so, sad, limited, fearful. This me, the one, that Guru in the form of the Lord who has come to teach, who, you know, who tears asunder those distinctions by giving this knowledge of the self where I see myself as no different from either Ishvara or the Guru or the Jagat or other Jivas. It's all one. And, and how this two is needed for this oneness to sink in, another wonder. It's a great wonder. And the third wonder is how the knowledge takes place. So what is the knowledge? Tattvamasi. Everybody knows. And what is this Tat? Tat means Jagat Karanam Brahma. That Ishvara you are. You are that Ishvara that you know. But I don't want to be Ishvara. Don't tell lies. You know you want to be. <laughs> Everybody wants Ishwaratvam. Ishwaratvam means overlordship. Ah. Somebody should be there to boss over. Ah. That's one reason to get married. And uh, a very good reason also. Somebody should be there who will listen to me. Somebody should be there, you know, in, in the company of whom I should feel powerful and good. Because, you know, otherwise... In the absence of such people, you know, life is boring because how will they know I'm powerful? So it's like that. <laughs> it's like that uh, story of the man who thought he was a cat. Yeah. All kinds of remedies were given. Everything was tried. The poor wife was so frustrated and sick of putting a dish of milk on the floor. <laughs> Because he was going on all fours and going, lapping it up. Sick of it. And the children, you know, they had, you know, they didn't know what to do. In order to play with him, they also had to go on all fours. And then some famous psychologist came to town. And as a last resort, she takes him to see the doctor. And the doctor says, okay, you stay outside, I'll talk to him. And he makes him repeat, I'm not a cat. Are you a cat? Yeah, I'm a cat. No, you're not a cat. Let me show you a cat. So he has a cat brought and he says, this is cat. You're not cat. Look at you. And he makes him repeat, you're not a cat. I'm not a cat. You're a human being. I'm a human being. I'm not a cat. And he says, oh, I feel better already. Wonderful. And the wife's jaw drops because he comes out on two legs, not four. And she's thrilled. And the doctor says, oh, nothing, don't, don't, you know, don't worry, he'll be all right. If there is a relapse, call me, here is my phone number. Goes home and, and then he's behaving properly like a human being at home, but refuses to go out, you know. Will not go out, will not set foot outside. And then what? 
the wife calls the doctor oh it's just a small little relapse call call him on the phone i'll talk to him what are you immediately he says i'm not a cat i'm a human being oh good fantastic doctor is thrilled pats himself on the back not bad i've done a good job with this fellow then why are you not going outside and he ex the man explains patiently doctor i know i'm a cat <laughs> but what about the dogs outside they don't know that that's why i'm not you know i know i'm not a cat the dogs outside may not know so like this that ishwaratvam is very important what do you want to be all powerful that's why everybody likes working from home because nobody should be sitting on the head and saying you have to do so much that's why it's very popular work from home and the bosses also like it because this workaholic will work more from home so they say okay fine <laughs> keep working from home only because then you don't have to invest in office space you don't have to do anything easy and this working from home bimari this the sickness is because nobody i don't want anybody to tell me what to do nobody likes to be told what to do what is that that's that is ishwaratvam that is the desire for ishwaratvam right there i don't want anyone to tell me what to do i don't want anybody to to say where to go how to be etc and in fact i want to be the one who tells other people what to do ha that that is also hidden there this is the desire for ishwaratvam so don't tell me i don't want to be ishwara ishwara is all power all might and that's where one is trying to get to through what through action and it doesn't work because one is already ishvara no 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 how can i be ishvara i am not all powerful you don't know my life i am in fact i am not all powerful at all even the household pet the dog doesn't listen to me so i am not all powerful we are not measuring power from that standpoint we are measuring power in a different way we are measuring power from the understanding and from the standpoint of that freedom that freedom is is really power the freedom to be not to boss over somebody the freedom to know that i am adequate the freedom to know that i am not criticizing myself that i approve of myself that is what one wants the freedom to be recklessly compassionate the freedom to to be full to be free that is what i want and that is the greatest ashcharya how this anishvara what is anishvara not ishvara the one who thinks i am not ishvara is really ishvara so this knowledge of ishwaratvam as oneself oneself as ishvara is communicated to who the one who feels the least like ishvara a very interesting paradox it's a great wonder great wonder how this methodology operates and really speaking it's not the knowledge that is that is drilled into the head in the vedanta classes in fact it is the uh, ignorance that is spirited away the knowledge that i am ishvara is already there because all you have to see is look at a 2 year old strut around <laughs> as though 
he or she owns the place. That is Ishwaratva. Mine. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> no other ego exists. Just ask me. You know, that is Ishwaratva. So really speaking, the, the inhibiting factors to owning up that, that understanding that I am this limitless consciousness is taken away. How? You know, that how is very interesting. That is another wonder. Yet another wonder is that this person with all kinds of complexes, a human being is a complex person means full of complexes. <laughs> ah, full of complexes. Nobody loves me. I am abandoned. I am an idiot. I am a loser. I am a failure. I am this. I am that. All kinds of things. You know, this. I looked at this person but they didn't look at me at all. And I thought this person was my friend. And then you, you, you know, you go do some research and you ask the other person, how come you didn't look at your friend? Your friend got very hurt. Both of you were at a function together and you, she said you didn't look at her at all. The friend, meanwhile, is having her own complexes. She was diagnosed with uh, poor eyesight but did not want to appear in public wearing glasses. <laughs> so she really could not see. It's not that she was trying to, you know, put the friend down or not acknowledge her. This is how it is. But because of one's own subjectivity, one comes to these wrong conclusions, missed conclusions, missed takes and mistakes about oneself and about others and about the interactions and relationships with one another. Complete wrong things. And so how can this head filled with subjectivity, get this knowledge that that one is limitless. Because the person is fighting it till the last minute, you know, of the knowledge taking place. <coughs> fighting, fighting, one comes to the teacher. You know, and in the class, even though they may not be asking questions inside, a lot is happening, you know. And... Uh, uh, are you, you know, so how was everything? Yeah, it was good. But you know, this moksha is not for everyone. <laughs> it's for a chosen, selected few. For that, you have to just feel like Adi Shankaracharya at age 8, you have to have some miraculous experiences. And then, you know, you have to be caught by a crocodile and released by the crocodile. And, you know, this is, this is what it is. For us, it's not only once in a while we just attend a class, just so just, you know for some jokes, and then go home. Yeah. This is what actually people have told, you know, told me because this person was attending uh, Pujya Swamiji's classes for many, many years. You know, every summer he would come with his family and attend one, two, three days uh, camp and go back. And everybody thought, oh, he's such a loyal Shishya. No, 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 you know. I just come here to just clear my head and back to back to square one. <laughs> we can't take this knowledge seriously. I said, why not? He was a very elderly person. Everybody called him Babuji. He's no more now. You know, very uh, uh, successful businessman. So we were all, you know, he was he was very loving. And everybody in the ashram, he would 
buy gifts for and buy fruits and everything very generous wonderful person so why not babu ji how come you 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 saying no to moksha ye moksha ki moksha kya hota hai you know nothing what what will come nothing will come so those things are best left to the swamis you know swami not me and <laughs> well this is not for us we are you know householders and we just like once in a while a little you know a little bit of moksha for 5 minutes little bit of satsang a little bit of vedanta you know little bit of uh, snacks afterwards and uh, little bit of chai little bit of this everything in moderation that's what the buddha who is an avatar said everything you follow the middle path yeah middle path leads to nowhere buddha said that in another context he was deciphering the 6th chapter of the bhagavad gita yukta ahar viharasya yukta chekta sakarmasu yukta swapnava bodhasya yogo bhavati dukkha na anashnatah yogo asti na swapna najati swapnashilasya meaning don't go you know overboard in this practice in the sadhana you follow the mean path don't eat too much don't not eat at all don't do too much sadhana that you are you know complaining of all kinds of aches and pains after standing on one leg and at the same time don't do no sadhana at all don't keep on sleeping and then don't be like an owl always awake you know that is where the middle path is exercised not in the choice that one makes the choice that one makes has to be crystal clear and most often it is not one comes to the teacher with vevari mumukshutvam that has already been extinguished by the fires of samsara already so there is a small spire of smoky mumukshutvam that the potential shishya brings and the teacher has to you know the teacher has to become a pyromaniac <laughs> and keep this fire lit for all the students Asteria, how does that happen? How does this smoky mumukshutvam, the desire for freedom, which is all, you know, convoluted, corrupted by samsaric existence, by the existence of this, you know, strife and affliction, how is that, you know, kept alive? How is the desire for freedom kept alive in, in this example I gave you? By that person who said, ah, this moksha is not for me. but apparently later on he acknowledged how much the knowledge had helped him and how this was just a spoof he was trying to act very tough and and saying he was immune to pujya swami ji's charms it's not pujya swami ji's charms it's the charm of the teaching this is what it is ashcharya ಆಶ್ಚರ್ಯ
so it's a wondrous class and i was in complete wonder i was tra- transported teleported you know ported back to myself you go home and tell your friend your family members your significant others and of course they are also curious so what did the teacher talk about <laughs> and then you become very diplomatic i think you should experience it for yourself <laughs> <laughs> it's best experience you should expose yourself to the knowledge because who am i what can i say you remember that question what is the reality the reality is it's a it's it's you know it's not a aha moment it's a swaha moment where nothing is remembered <laughs> everything is swaha somewhere nothing is remembered yeah and all you know where did that knowledge go ashcharya <laughs> but i listened to it yes and i took notes yes but it's still gone in fact i can't decipher my own notes <laughs> ashcharya it's not really gone you know just like the sun is not gone when it's a foggy day sun is not gone in fact because of the sun we see the fog ಘನಚ್ಛನ್ನ ದೃಷ್ಟಿ ಘನಚ್ಛನ್ನ ಮನ್ ಅರ್ಕಂ ಮನ್ಯತೆ ಅತಿ ಮೂಢ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಡಿಲ್ಯೂಡೆಡ್ ಫೆಲೋ ಲುಕಿ ಹೂ ವೇರ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಫಾಗ್ ಘನ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದಿ ದಿ ಫಾಗ್ ಕ್ಲೌಡ್ಸ್ ವೇರ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಕ್ಲೌಡ್ಸ್ ದ ಕ್ಲೌಡ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ರೈಟರ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ವೇದಾಂತಿಕ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ವೇದಾಂತಿಕ್ ಟ್ರೀಟೈಸ್ ಸೇಸ್ the fog is in front of this fellow's eyes not in the sky <laughs> because such a fellow is declaring that the sun is gone the sun is fogged up whereas this drishti is fogged up really because of the sun we see the fog so you cannot say the fog has swallowed up the sun and similarly the fog of what ragadveshas kama krodha lobha moha mada matsarya all these things have as though swallowed up eclipsed the whatever was heard in the class this is what this is ashcharya how does this happen you know and perhaps the greatest ashcharya is what is expressed in the last line of the word, you know verse what is the greatest ashcharya ಶ್ರುತ್ವಾಪಿ ನವೇದ ಕಶ್ಚಿತ್ ಈವನ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಲಿಸ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಇಟ್ ರಿಪೀಟೆಡ್ಲಿ ದ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಡಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಅನದರ್ ವಂಡರ್ ಫೋರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ನೈನ್ತ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ವೆರಿ ಡಿಪ್ಲೊಮ್ಯಾಟಿಕಲಿ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೇಜ್ ರಾಜವಿದ್ಯಾ ರಾಜಕುಷ್ಕಿಯಂ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಅ ಕಿಂಗ್ಲಿ ರಾಯಲ್ ಸೀಕ್ರೆಟ್ ರಾಯಲ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ದ ಸೀಕ್ರೆಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೀಕ್ರೆಟ್ಸ್ that i'm going to com- communicate to you why it's the best kept secret and what is the best kept secret the best kept secret is the one that's right there for everybody to see but everybody misses it this is our problem this is what has to be corrected this is what has to be brought back so this is the ascharya in the ascharya is that you know that one in spite of the personality playing tricks 
playing shadow puppetry, a game of shadow, sh- shadow and light. You know, sometimes I feel wonderful. Yes, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh no, back to square one. No, 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 no. I got it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Oh no, you know, this is, in spite of all these trickery, unleashed by the ahankara. And the ahankara starts to get very upset when you attend Vedanta classes more than once. Yeah, that's why Babuji only used to come once in a while to the ashram. <laughs> you know, because the ahankara is used to be is used to a small Ishwaratvam, a tiny small Ishwaratvam of its own little domain. And what is its domain? The body-mind sense complex. It loves the fact that it can say to the hand, come out. Okay, what should I do? Slap the other person. Right. <laughs> Leg, come out. Kick. Do this, do that. And all the organs of actions obey, including walk, speech. Give them a good lashing with the tongue. Okay, here goes. <laughs> This is the Rajya of the Ahankara. It loves this little, tiny, little kingdom. Unsurpassed, it rules because it can tell everything, whatever it wants. But this is a delusion because the Ahankara itself is ruled by the Ragadveshas, by strong preferences and prejudices which wreak havoc on the Ahankara and make it a bhikari, a beggar. The Ahankara thinks I'm all in all, but really speaking, you know, it's like, it's like the last Indian administration, you know, which was run by Italy, but (laughs) the person in charge thought, I I am the head. (laughs) He had a head, that's all, you know. All the policies came from, we were colonized again. Yeah, we were ruled by Italy for 10 years almost. So like this, you know, this is, this is what the Ahankara is. It thinks that I am the one, I am the one running the show, but it is, it is, it is drunk in its own, uh, you know, pride. And uh, this attachment to, to wanting to run the show so much so that it misses the fact that it is, it is a servant to all the likes and dislikes who are pulling it like a puppet and making it go here and there. So the ahankara is in bondage, it is not free. It doesn't know that. But it thinks it is the Raja, it is the king of all this and it doesn't want to lose its domain. It's like that fellow who on being, this is just a made up story, this fellow was the you know, king of Raipur, a small, you know, township in uh, Madhya Pradesh, in the middle of India. And suddenly he was told that he has been selected to be the king of whole of India. And the people who came and gave him the good news and brought a crown and they were ready to put the crown on his head right then, uh, you know, they were suddenly, you know, disappointed because they expected him to be up with joy, jumping up and down with joy. Instead, they were greeted with, you know, sorrow. Because he said, I don't know. 
I don't know what will happen if I'm the king of whole of India. No, you will love it. It's great. Yeah, but will I still be the king of Raipur? <laughs> Was his question. That is exactly what happens to the potential student who is interested in Vedanta. Because the fear of the loss of this tiny little Rajya, which is actually run by, you know, run by Ragadveshas. The loss of this tiny little Rajya makes it makes them very suspicious and fearful of embracing the limitlessness that really one is that really one wants to have. This is this is another Ashtarya. That's why even though one repeatedly hears, one is refusing to accept that. <laughs> but what is it that one, you know, how is it that when this knowledge does take place, and it does take place, how do we know this knowledge takes place? Hello. How do we know that this knowledge has taken place? We have a lot of time. I'm not going forward till it is not a rhetorical question A and B. I'm not going forward till I get some answers. How do we know that this knowledge is taking place? Over here. Huh? By the realization. Yeah, but how do you know? Ah. Ah, because you right, because you, you see yourself growing, you see yourself attending classes, you see yourself better than you were before in terms of your own growth, that's how you know. And you know that the, the Shishya and Guru are in an unbroken lineage. So many lineages, unbroken. How do you know it's unbroken? Because you are here. That's how it is unbroken. And that's how we know that this this parampara is there, it is the knowledge is taking place. And once this knowledge takes place, that itself is the greatest ashtarya. And such a person is described in two verses, in also at the end of the second chapter. The first one is like this, it goes like this, Apuryamanam achalap pratishtham samudram apaf pravishanti yadvat Tadvat kamaha pravishanti sarve sashanti maapnoti na kama kami. So the person in shanti, shanti here means contentment and freedom from obstacles. But we just go for the easy uh, translation. Om, peace, peace, peace. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel like going in pieces when you hear that. You know? <laughs> Yeah, Om, peace, peace, peace. I said, what? <laughs> First time I heard it, I thought they were asking for peas. You know, but, <laughs> but it was, uh, it, it's, it's a very glib translation. It's not law, uh, it's not uh, wrong, but what it is, is that it is, it's not contextually adequate. Here, Shanti, Shanti Mapnoti means total, complete freedom from affliction and discontent and all kinds of obstacles by various emotions trying to hijack this person. That is the person. This person of wisdom is described in two verses. The first one says, Apurya Manaha, means complete in oneself. How does he complete in oneself? Complete in oneself means what? 
like ganesha nice and round you know complete purna <laughs> that you know never buy a thin ganesha sometimes they have it in the market doesn't look good you should have a belly because that belly is purnatvam ah. so has to be nice and occupy space yeah so should should the mahatma be a big mahatma <laughs> that's one way of becoming a bada mahatma <laughs> you know that's not what is talked about so that we don't confuse apur puriya manatvam with some kind of size wise purna obese mahatma no that's not what we are talking about and that itself will become a deterrent to the health conscious jignasus no 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 <laughs> i don't want self knowledge because then i'll get fat <laughs> that's not what is intended that's why the answer is given the the example the drishtanta is given samudra like an ocean yeah samudra vat purnaha the ocean is complete in itself it's not looking for something let's see who is coming now <laughs> no it is complete in itself it's a it's an entire ecosystem it's it sustains the fish world the crocodile world and the seaweed world and the coral world everything and it sustains all the waves you know the rebellious wave <laughs> the obedient wave the tiny wave the big wave the small wave you know the permanent wave in a different context <laughs> it sustains all the waves it's self free of all of them if all of them were taken away if all the waves were to- taken away it would still be content because the waves arise from are sustained by and you know resolve into the ocean so the ocean is a world unto itself it is complete so too the person of knowledge is like the ocean complete in oneself not desiring anything from anywhere to for this completion and then achala pratishtha uh, you know achala pratishtha yasya achala pratishtha apuryamana complete achala pratishtha means unmoving the ocean doesn't say why should i always be between these two continents so boring and there is lot of conflict this side lot of conflict this side let me take myself to the other side think about it if the pacific said am i pacific 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 i don't particularly feel peaceful i'm going to become atlantic there would just be a lot of chaos it doesn't need to pick itself thank god it doesn't have a human mind which will say that and suggest that and i'm sick of being the ocean i'll just become a little sea no it is happy being who it is achalam pratishtha it is not going anywhere it is it is you know falling back and completely content with itself achala pratishtha and how do we know this because it is like an ocean which welcomes the rivers samudram apaha the waters pravishanti they enter yadvat so just like the ocean welcomes the rivers how many ever rivers come it welcomes if some supposing one river encounters a dam or something and it, it is late in joining the ocean doesn't go like this every year you come at this time and now you are late what's wrong with you 
What kind of an impression will give? You should be on time next year. No. It welcomes it. Supposing an ocean, uh, you know, the river, while joining becomes what? Lupta. Lupta means what? Disappears. Adarshanam lopaha. It, it disappears. Why? Because of climate change, because the sun was too hot, the river has dried up. All there is to remind us there was a river is a bed upon which it used to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> now it is Adarshanam Gataha. You know, gone. And will the ocean shed tears because, oh, this one is not praising me, this one is not kissing my feet, and I'm missing River Saraswati because that's exactly what happened to River Saraswati. I'm missing River Saraswati, where did you go? The ocean doesn't say that because it is Apurya Manam, it is complete in itself. Tadvat, in the same manner, all kinds of fancies, desires enter the mind of the jnani, like the rivers in the ocean. The jnani neither shuns them nor follows them. Tadvat kamaha pravishanti sarve. And the jnani is a sakshi, the witness, witnesses. And if it needs to fructify, it will happen. And I have seen this with Pujya Swamiji so many times, he would make a suggestion. This would be a good time to start this project. And it was not for him, it was for the people. Some, I still remember, some women came and said, we don't have employment. And then he said, okay, let's start some kind of a stitching, you know, uh, what is that called? Uh, classes for stitching and all these things. So certain machines were brought, everything was there and, you know, I was working with him at the time. He just, you know, he just gave me. He said, spend whatever you need and bring all the things that are needed. And I never questioned anything. I just brought everything in a truck. And then, you know, the person who was supposed to find a place, you know, went away. We don't know where. And uh, so there was no place even to <laughs> unload this truck, you know. And then what happened was that it was unloaded in somebody's basement, etc. Long story short, it remained there. The project didn't start because the person who was supposed to give the place and had agreed to give the place for these stitching classes to take place, everything, the teacher was found, everything was set, except there was no place. You know, no place, no place. Everybody went. And then, you know, Pujya Swamiji did not, not a word escaped his lips. No, he didn't say how disappointing, wonder what happened, shall we call the person? I asked, shall we call the person? He said, try. And the number was disconnected. Number was not working. So there was no recourse. He couldn't do anything. He just kept quiet. And he did not even appoint. It would have been very easy to appoint somebody else. He knew so many people. He could have just said, why not you? Somebody else come. He didn't say that. Why? Because he had full faith that it will happen. He, had, he was so complete in himself that it would happen. And six months later or nine months later, it started again. Same person came back. And Swamiji said, I was waiting for you. Where did you go? Oh, I had this, I had second thoughts. I'm so sorry. And I, I had some losses and I didn't feel I could commit and what not. Do you feel you can commit now? Not really, but I'm back, <laughs> you know. 
okay, raise the funds, you know, do this. And then it started. So like this, you know, the karmas come. It's not that the karmas don't come. We are not trying to get rid of desires because then we will be left with a desire to get rid of desires. Very boring. Ah. <laughs> then you will have to get rid of the desire to get rid of desires. Then you will have to get rid of the desire to get rid of desire to get rid of desires. I don't think you want me to go on. Yeah. So therefore, you know, we are not trying to get rid of desires. We are trying to be a witness and reduce those desires that are clamoring for fulfillment. They are called binding desires without which I cannot live. Those without which I think I cannot live. Those desires you are trying to reduce the burden of so that that one is close to being a jnani because the desires come and if you don't give them, if you don't say namaste, hello and put a welcome mat, they just sit there for some time and go away. Ah. The desires come and they go away just like the rivers come and join or not at will. So, Sahashanti Mapnoti, such a person gains this Shanti, freedom from affliction, not who the Kamakami. Kamakami means the one who is desirous of desires. Ah. This is a very beautiful depiction of what lies at the end of this journey of study. Very beautiful. And the other one, which describes the jnani, is also very beautiful, little quizzical. Ya nisha sarva bhutanam. Translation. I already, uh, you know, referred to this in one of the talks. Ya nisha, that which is the night. You know, what is night? Where you sleep, correct? Yeah. And nowadays we have to be careful because most of, sometimes people are awake in the night. And they sleep in Vedanta class. <laughs> Do you know why the best sleep comes in Vedanta class? Did I tell you that story? Huh? Okay. Ask afterwards. You know, after class I tell. There is a reason for that. So you don't have to feel bad if you are sleeping. Because there is a very good reason. You know. Sleep in let me just say in, in short, sleep in Vedanta class is the best kind because it is directly blessed by Lord Krishna. More later, dot dot dot. So <laughs> back to this. Ya Nisha Sarva Bhutanam, that where you know Sarva Bhutanam for all beings, that which is the night. What do you do at night? Sleep. Ah. The pickpocket begs to differ. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but we are not talking of Naktancharaha, those nocturnal beings, you know, but we are talking of regular people. What do regular people do? When the night falls, you fall asleep. So that which is night for everyone, in that night, you know, Tasyam, in that night, Jagarti is awake. What? Samyami. Samyami here is Jnani. The one who has mastered the sense organs and the organs of actions. The Swami, the Sanyami is, is another name for Jnani. The Samyami, Jagarti. 
jagarti sounds like it should be plural but actually it's singular because it belongs to that you know that uh, uh, what is that that frustrating second conjugation jagrati is plural jagarti is singular yeah go figure anyway so tasyam <laughs> in that night where everyone is happily asleep the gnani is pacing not pacing is awake tasyam jagarti sanyami blink blink awake very quizzical and then the opposite is also true the bhagavad gita says yasyam jagrati bhutani uh, in that yasyam means in which day time to which in which day time all the beings are awake सानिशा पश्यतो मुनेहे फॉर द सीयर मुनिहि मननशीलः फॉर द कंटेम्पलेटिव सीयर दैट इज नाइट सो ऑफ कोर्स वन कैन इमीडिएटली कम टू द कंक्लूजन दैट द ज्ञानी इज अ नॉक्टर्नल बीइंग या फॉर रीजंस अननोन बिकॉज़ ज्ञानीज डू स्ट्रेंज थिंग्स एंड सो दिस इज वन मोर स्ट्रेंज थिंग दैट द ज्ञानी डज Gyanis are famous for doing unexpected, unpredictable, strange, strange things. And one more strange thing to note about the gyani, said by the Bhagavad Gita, so it must be true, is that during the day they they sleep, and during the night they are awake. That's why they keep celebrating Shivaratri. <laughs> Shivaratri Jagaran, you know, it's just uh, keep awake all the time. <laughs> that is a that that would be just a you know fun interpretation but that's not true because you see the gnani also awake during the day you you can see them asleep at night so what does this mean so the sleeping and the waking are proverbial here metaphorical meaning of sleeping and waking and night and day we use it in a, a metaphorical way you know the difference between that is night and day we say that <laughs> ah difference between gnanam and agnanam night and day difference meaning there is no comparison at all between knowledge and ignorance there is no comparison <laughs> not you cannot even talk about it in the same breath so what does the night represents in which the gnani is awake the night represents a reality to which the gnani has awakened and what does the day represents in which the gnani is asleep but the rest of the people are awake the day represents another reality which powers all the beings and which is of no interest to the gnani one is paramarthika satta one is the reality which is absolute which is signified by the night no but the absolute reality should be signified by the bright daylight why night because only gnani is awake that's why night <laughs> ha not many people are awake to that very few and far between are awakened to that and therefore this is signified by the night the paramarthika satta that reality which is absolute which is complete satchidanandatvam is signified by what the night because very few people 
are making the effort to get there. This is not some kind of an accidental blessing to awaken into that night. It is the result of that desire to learn and, you know, and that uh, effort to put yourself in a committed pursuit of this knowledge. Then only the blessing of being able to be awake to this night comes. So, this is the night which signifies Paramarthika Satta, a night which signifies oneness. And also it's signified by the night because the night is quiet, nothing is moving, no disturbance. It is the epitome of Shanti. It is the epitome of freedom from afflictions because nobody is awake. So how are you bothered? You're not bothered by anything. And so it is the night of you know, self-understanding, self-knowledge, because unto that you are awake and you don't care who else is awake because you are so full like the ocean that you don't, you don't, you, you're not looking for company. Unlike the person who was very stressed, he was a CEO of a big company and he said, I have too much stress. Oh, Guru, help me do something. Help me to get rid of st stress. And the Guru gave some general advice. You know, just go somewhere. Where do you live? Eugene. Okay. <laughs> you know, go to Spencer. Who is Spencer? Ah, ah, Spencer's boot. Go there. You know, go up the mountain. Go have some solitude. Sit there. After that, what should I do? Just enjoy. Come back. And so he, he said, okay, I'll try it. So he went up, you know, and then he just felt so wonderful. He looked to the left, looked to the right, high, high trees, the whole, you know, nice vistas. He looked up, loved it. And he composed an ode. First he tried his cell phone, but there was no bars. Because <laughs> he wanted to call his wife and say, you know, this solitude is wonderful. You should come and join me. <laughs> He wanted to do that, but there was no bar, dots, whatever it is. So then, you know, he, he said he settled down to compose an ode to solitude. <laughs> oh, solitude, because he had read some Keats and uh, what is that? You know, these romantic poets, Shelley, Keats, Byron, he had read Wordsworth. Oh, solitude, you are wonderful. The only thing you lack, he said, is company. <laughs> this is not the Jnani's ode. This is not the Jnani's lament. Because everything is, is herself, himself. Sees everybody as an extension of oneself. Every, not just everybody, everything. Animate, inanimate. Everything is an extension of that consciousness which that person fully embodies. That is why that fullness, which is infectious, really. And so in that Paramarthika Satta, to that reality, the Jnani is forever awake. Awakened to that reality. To which Sarvani Bhutani, you know, for uh, all the beings are fast asleep. Ah. 
they are not yet awake. Why? Because they haven't studied the Bhagavad Gita. They haven't studied Vedanta. And they have no intention of either. Then they must be waking up sometimes. You can't be forever asleep. So when are they awake? They are awake to a different reality. The empirical transactional reality of divisions, disputes, conflict, afflictions, fears and tears. Shoka and Bhaya. They are awake to that reality which is really a non-reality. In fact, they are only half awake. Ardha Vikasa, in other words, they are dreaming that somebody is after them. Hmm. Sometimes you, you, you animate your dreams at night, you know. You don't know that. The person sleeping next to you will tell you. <laughs> That's why people kick in the sleep. That's why people make all kinds of things. Sometimes people get up and walk also, they don't know. So, what is this dream? What is this dream-like reality into which the person is half awake? Half awake because the motions are being, you know, gone through but really there is no satisfaction. So the person is awakened to two kinds of realities, two kinds of dream-like states. The first one is sort of pleasant, you can say. Pleasant feelings, pleasant thoughts, pleasant experiences and a few friends and loved ones coming together and, you know, nice things, ice creams, bondas, you know, those, <laughs> kinds, of, those kinds of things are in the dream. Aha! Fantastic! No, no, no. Those dreams are few and far between. And those dreams are in fact punctuated by a recurring nightmare. Recurring and universal nightmare that three fellows are chasing me. Ayayo! Where did three, these three fellows come? They have names also actually. One of them is called Sanchita. One of them is called Agami. And what's the third one's name? Prarabdha. Three forms of karma. Ah. Sanchita karma means every single thing that you have ever done that you are not proud of that is there in your personal account. Unfortunately, you don't operate it. It's operated by the mastermind, you know, Bhagavan's assistant called Chitra Gupta. Yes, you know, a lot of people in... Uh, uh, North India, for them, this is their uh, Ishta Devata, Chitragupta. They know where to go straight <laughs> to Chitragupta. The Srivastava community, for them, Chitragupta is the, is the, is the Devata. Is they, they worship as Ishwara. No, nothing wrong because everything is Ishwara. So, Ishwara in the form of Karmaphala Data is Chitragupta. Chitragupta, and, and the word Gupta here is to be underscored. Gupta means secret. He won't tell you how much is there in your Sanchita. So your own bank account you are not aware of. You, do, and can, you can't say, can you say how much credit meaning Punya and how much debit meaning Papa is there? No, Gupta. Yeah, even now the surname Gupta belongs to the accounting community in India. Ah. So... So he's he's an infallible counter, and you cannot say you cannot negotiate. 
Yes, I killed the mosquito. Look, you know, <laughs> I killed the mosquito all right. But you see, there were 20 people in the room. I saved them all from the bite. So half papa, half punya, no. <laughs> this is Sanchita. Everything one has ever done. Oh, in this life? No, 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 no. In every single life you've ever, 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 ever had. This is Sanchita. That is one fellow chasing me because it's always there in the background. Until Sanchita goes, the, the feeling is, I can't get moksha because until the karma goes, how can I get moksha? This is the recurring nightmare and the lament. Karma won't go, moksha won't be got. How to exhaust karma? And then there are philosophies, vasana, khaya, how to exhaust karma quickly. There are schools of thought like this. Don't, don't follow them. Very highly misleading. I'll tell you why very quickly. So that is Sanchita. Then out of this Sanchita, you know, it's just like a big ball of atta dough. Out of this atta, you pluck out one to make one chapati. That is prarabdha. What you have to cook, and you cook it also on both sides. <laughs> Nicely. And sometimes they put it on the open fire so that it will become fat. The roti will be nice and perfect and fat. You have to put it on the open fire. That is what you have to endure in this life. Yeah, a flat existence, flat bread existence. Yeah, cooked thoroughly by the fires of samsara, afflictions galore. This is prarabdha. Oh, so little bit less Sanjita is, so I'm happy. No, 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 wait till I talk about the third one. <laughs> the third fellow chasing me is called? Agami. Agami. Meaning all the things that I do right now, right here that I'm not proud of, which go and join what? Sanjita. So maybe a little ball was broken off and chapati was made, but before I can be jubilant and say, yippee, <laughs> Sanchita, you know, little bit less now. No, 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 because Agami then goes, joins. And sometimes the Agami is greater than the, the contribution of Agami is greater than Prarabdha. Because this fellow, you know, led a Charvaka life. <laughs> Charvaka life means, you know, 16th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Asuri vritti. Give me, give me, give me, like Asuras. You know, Rakshasa type existence, everything is mine. You know, idam mama, idam sarvam mama. At the, at the end of the Homa, what did you say? Idam na mama. But this fellow says, idam mama, this is mine. Imam Prapsiya Manoratham, I had a fancy for this, I'm going to grab and get it. Chindi, bindi, I'll tear you asunder, I'll cut you apart, but I want this. I know at every cost. And you know, idam maya labsye, this I will gain, this I will have, and because you know the world they see as divided into two. Mine? Not yet mine. Not mine, no. Not yet mine, because it's going to become mine very soon. <laughs> this is how they see the world. And so, so such a person's agami will be greater than the prarabdha <laughs> that is broken off. And so the sanchita is ever growing and the prarabdha is relentless and agami you cannot help. 
So what to do? These are the three people chasing the recurring nightmare and you are flailing in the bed because you are animating and acting out your dream and you know this this recurring nightmare in between some pleasant dream is there one gulab jamun drops into the mouth you know aha nice but still those people are chasing you spit out half of the gulab jamun because they have caught up only half you can enjoy prarabdha again <laughs> you know prarabdha caught there and so you can't really you know enjoy because these three things are always chasing behind and you know one is terrified and one is flailing but because of some gulab jamun in the past some purva punya <laughs> you know somebody puts a hand on the shoulder stops this person from enacting the running in the life wakes the person up who is that person ha huh? don't say significant other okay <laughs> guru the one who was awake into that night into which no one is awake the one who is awakened to one's nature of paramarthika satta that that reality that person awakens this flailing person taking compassion on him sympathizing with the person you know and saying taking pity on this person you know ahetuna not gaining anything out of it swayam tirnaha those those are called gurus who have themselves crossed samsara anyanapi tarayantah they help others cross also why ahetuna without any gain with, without any expectation and the example that's given you know is like the spring the spring blesses people now with all a riot of colors flowers fragrances without thinking what will i gain in return just like that the gurus of the world who are awakened to that reality are like a spring like presence who bless everybody with the sights and sounds and colors and fragrances that make people smile and here the colors and fragrances are of your own nature that you never thought you would blossom in such a way you think the spring has come and then you say then you understand that that spring is you suddenly there is a spring in your step now you are awake ah my question to you is this so after the guru wakes you up the person wakes you up and gives you a glass of water that is the what shruti Ah, huh? please drink this because you seem very agitated. You drink the water. Ha ha! How nice. Then do you continue to run from Agami Prarabdha and uh, the other fellow? Who was the other fellow? Sanchita chasing you in the uh, you know in the dream? No. 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 Hopefully not at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> Why? Huh? Yeah. That was then. This is now. You know, <laughs> that was then. That was a different reality. Three people chasing me in the dream, and I am awakened from that horrible nightmare. Then will I say thank you for the water? Now I have to continue running, otherwise they'll catch up. Because the karma is falsified. When is the karma falsified? When the karta is falsified. That is the water of akartritvam. That you are not the doer. and if you are not the doer how can you be the done in ah if you are not the author of your own omissions and commissions how can the omissions and commissions of others bother you 
This is the knowledge. This is the water that the Guru gives you to drink. The water of Akartritvam. The teaching uh, that you are just an as-though doer. You may be doing something. This and that. But you are not the agent of action. Neither are you the agent nor are you the recipient of action. In fact, you are not even the knower. Oh, I am not the knower of Vedanta. No, you are not. Oh, then how will the knowledge of Vedanta takes place? When the knower goes to sleep, the knowledge of Vedanta takes place. Ah, that's why we tell lots of jokes to kind of distract the knower. Ah, this is all, this is all, you know, thought out. So in the joke, the knower relaxes and says, oh, this one is okay. I think, I think I can just relax a <laughs> little further, a little deeper. We want the knower, the status of the knower, the ahankara that has morphed into the status of the knower to relax and preferably not interrupt the class and go to sleep. Just like we have to keep children occupied with drawings, paintings like that. Just like that, the knower is kept occupied with the jokes, with, you know, with feeling nice, lulled into a certain trust. Mm -hmm. And then, before it knows, the knower is knocked off. Yeah, knocked off completely because that knowledge is, you know, which you are receiving is that which transcends the knower and known distinction. It's neither the knower nor the known. It, it is full enough to morph as the knower and as the known simultaneously without undergoing any change. That is that knowledge. So the knower is knocked off by the water of Akartritvam. You are not the doer. You are not the agent of this knowledge. That's why you can't read the Upanishad and the Bhagavad Gita and expect to get something out of it. Especially 6th chapter. Pick up the self by the self. You know, the self is its own friend and the self is its own enemy. What do you understand? And some, some of the S's are small and some of the S's are capital. <laughs> Ayyo. Horrible translations. That's why it needs a person to mediate. You, you need a microphone for the Vedanta which the teacher is. And don't think all the teachers say this because they want to be in business. They like to hear the sound of their own voice and they want a few people to listen. So they keep saying to keep themselves in business. No, but that's how it works. That is exactly how it works. Because when I read, I am in my own way. The, the, the exact infrastructure that I'm trying to get rid of comes in the way of interpreting rather misinterpreting the very Shastra that I want to gain from. So you tell this person, you know, the king of Raipur, <laughs> the, the king of, you know, the body-mind-sense complex, this little ahankara with its little happiness and its little Ishwaratvam, you tell it you are the whole. And it drops the W and thinks I am full of holes because that's what it feels like. It is, it is uh, wedded to that littleness. That's why... The, the walls in the heart have to be torn asunder with the gentle words of the teacher in accordance with the Shastra. The words have the power to break that wall. What is behind the wall is Bhagavan and still one is longing for Darshan because one misses this. There is a wall and the wall is, you know, 
broken by the words of the shastra the the, the words of the shastra are, are like flowers and the flowers not like guns flowers that they go they have the power flower power to break the through this wall and offered at the feet of the lord with him this is what it is so therefore that reality into which one is already awake is a very bad reality difficult reality sad reality mad reality a non reality actually because really speaking there is nobody chasing you karma is a model for the the child who doesn't know for the emotional child who doesn't know how to work through life and that it is important to follow dharma and it's important to know the difference between right and wrong that's why karma the, the, is like a model which is like the training wheels on a little bike of the toddler because it doesn't know how to balance and walk on the drive on the road once it learns how to drive you remove the wheels you don't need it so once dharma adharma is understood and dharma is internalized then what karma what karta you know but where do all these karmas go now i'm thoroughly frightened where does sanchita go where can it go when it's not really there where does the snake go when the rope is recognized oh i think it slithered away into that bush then thing happens to sanchita <laughs> it was never there to slither away and neither is the the sliminess of the snake you know experienced on the rope because there was no rope there was aropa but there was no rope ha <laughs> huh? not europa that's one of the moons of jupiter i think so this is what it is so it is all a a mist understanding i know the i sufficiently enough to make a mistake upon that i and continue living that nightmare and reproducing that nightmare thinking that i'm caught because of my actions and the results of actions are binding and i'm just a trapped person because the more i try to explicate myself you know like a bird a trapped bird the more it tries to extricate itself what happens the more it is entangled that's how one feels in this nightmare the guru doesn't need to cut the rope there is no rope there is only aropa there is only adhyasa there is only a superimposition of thinking i am bound like even the cows in the ashram of this guru and this shishya they had a few cows few hundred cows one day somebody stole all the ropes and left it was too late to go to the market and amazon.com was yet to be launched with its drone delivery <laughs> so they had no recourse what to do with all the cows they'll run away the shishya brought them home all right but they they will run away go to the guru says you know please help the guru says have you tied them what do you mean have you tied them i haven't tied them as though tied them and he just the, the shishya is not impressed how come if i can as though tie them they're going to stay as though stay there <laughs> but he is surprised as soon as he tied he pretended to tie each of them to their respective post in the stables they all became very stable and lay down for the night and they started to chew the cud then uh, you know make their bed and go to sleep and shishya was very impressed now guru's mantra is very powerful forget vedanta i need to get this mantra 
what if I can immobilize a whole room full of people? That'll be fun. So thought the Shishya. And then, you know, but still he had doubts. Guru spent a very peaceful night. Shishya was awake every two, two minutes trying to see if anyone was running away. Because that would be the end of his study if any of the cows went missing. Morning came and none of the cows are moving. And he says, come on, go, go to the water. I have to prepare tea for the teacher. I have to cook, I have to clean, I have to do things. None of them are, you know. And then he thought, oh, maybe I don't know what's wrong with them. So he took a little, you know, some kind of a branch. Won't hurt, full of leaves. And he just went, come on. And they took the beating, but they went like this, like this. They would not go. They just wouldn't go. And he said, Guru's mantra is very powerful. Better go and get the antidote, anti-mantra for, for this. And Guru said, Mudha, have you untied them? <laughs> he says, what? Don't, don't tell me I have to go through the motions of untying 100 cows. You know, Guru was not impressed, just went, didn't even respond. So then he, as though untied them, the poor cow wanted to go, rushed to the water, the second one rushed to the grass, the third one rushed, 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 all of them rushed. This is the, this is the kind of bondage that one is suffering from. As though tied up by karma, by the notion that I am the doer and therefore having recurring nightmares that in this state of bondage still people are running behind me and catching me. And what will happen to me? How will I get out of this? Once awakened, the shackles fall off because the shackles, really speaking, were not there. It was a distorted perception. It was a wrongly internalized notion that I am drowning in an ocean of sorrow is but a notion. Ah. So that agent of knowledge, which is the pramana, which is the words of the Shastra handled by the Guru, which converts an ocean into a mere notion, this is what is to be celebrated. And this is what will make one awaken to that which the Jnani, that reality unto which the Jnani is awake. And don't think it is not possible. It is possible. Why is it not possible? It is definitely possible. Otherwise, there is no point about having any desire to know about the stories of Jnani's lives and how do they lead their lives. But we have a voracious appetite to know about saints, gurus, Jnani's. And in fact, if you go to the airport uh, bookstores, most of the books are filled with all these inspirational titles of how these gurus led their lives. And those are the ones that sell like cakes that are hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to say hot, so then I had to supply, supply the adjective later. <laughs> These are the ones that are, you know, because the people are hungry for this. Why are you hungry for this if you don't think you can achieve this? So the lakshana of the jnani becomes sadhana for the people aspiring to be the jnani. Sadhana means a practice. The microwave agrees with me. <laughs> and, you know, so the 
this is the practice. So the lakshana, the description of the jnani becomes a sadhana, is something for me to aspire to and something for me to daily practice. Maybe I can't be awake all the time, but I can try living in the paramarthika satta for short bursts of time. Try small. Alpa arambham shreyaskaram. Small beginnings are auspicious. Try small. Then you be awake for five minutes into that, you know, reality to which the jnani is awake. Yeah, I think I can manage five minutes. And when five minutes is possible, can you be awake for ten minutes? I don't know. Okay, next week, can you try being awake for ten minutes? Well, can I not do it continuously? Five in the morning, five at night? Done. No problem. Ten minutes. Fifteen minutes. One hour. Half an hour. Two hours. And very soon, through this practice, of course, it has to be backed by the study and the teaching. A committed pursuit of this knowledge will definitely you know, make one enjoy what the jnani enjoys in the last two verses. And what is that enjoyment? That enjoyment is that wondrous understanding that the ocean of fear and sorrow in which I was glub, 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 drowning is just a notion. So the o that which makes the ocean a notion is this knowledge, is this understanding. And in fact, Mirabai sings that. You know, she says, Mori lagi lagana guru charananaki. I'm, I'm terribly attached to the feet of the teacher. Why? Jhuta maya sapananaki. Everything else is just a mere dream, a false dream, a false reality. So what happened, you know? I came to the guru, she said, to get some swimming lessons because I was drowning in samsara. How to stay afloat in samsara was my question to the guru. Backstroke, front stroke, butterfly stroke, you know. What should I do to swim in, within samsara? And the guru, because of his compassion, what did he do? He said that he made the ocean disappear. And she says... Bhavasagar sab sukh gaya hai, this ocean of becoming something or the other, this ocean of wanting, this ocean of mistakes, the ocean of bondage, the notion of bondage was just that the ocean became a notion, Bhavasagara, this ocean of affliction and strife, sukh gaya hai, dried up, the ocean got dried up. Fikar nahi, ki, there is no need to learn how to swim because... You know, just like there is no need to run when you wake up and realize that prarabdha, agami, sanchita are what? Imaginary frenemies. Yeah. <laughs> Why frenemies? Because you feel like you want them, you know. Prarabdha includes punya too, you see, yeah. Some pleasant experiences are there like that half swallowed gulab jamun. Half was spit out because of the one is startled, but the other half was swallowed. So, so like this. So this is why the the knowledge of how the jnanis live is very inspiring, and it should not just be something that you know it's like a nice pleasant evening heard about jnanis wonderful. I'll sleep well tonight. No, 
That's not the purpose of it. The purpose of it is to practice being like them because one is already like them. One is already like all the saints that one worships. One just doesn't know it. And, you know, what comes is what we talked about in the earlier class today. All the vipirita bhavana, thinking I'm not like this. And acting contrary to my nature. All that goes when the light of knowledge is, you know, one is exposed to that light of knowledge. All the doubts, you know, just like when you enter the room at night, turn on the light, all the insects crawl into various, you know, places and go away. Just like that, all the doubts, despair disappears. May everyone awaken to that knowledge. Thank you. Om Tatsat. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamivavashyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om No, no, it's not that they are free. They act as though they are free because ignorance of ignorance is bliss. Ah. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance of ignorance is bliss. And so they, you know, they are unencumbered as though, but then they, they have a series of disappointments, you know, starting with bonk, bonk, bonk. What is that? Bonk, bonk, bonk. Ah. The parent dropped them, you know. Yeah, and so starting with that, the series of disappointments, somehow I'm being dropped, nobody is caring for me. I'm abandoned, those feelings quickly set in. Yeah. Ignorance is there, but they don't know they are ignorant. So they're able to be spontaneous, they're able to be happy, you know. Yeah. And why does the best sleep come? Why does the best sleep come in Vedanta class? It's the blessing of Lord Krishna because Gudaka Devi, who is the sleep goddess, went and complained to Lord Krishna that people are just in love with their smartphones and they love blue light and they're all in, they're all in so maniacs, pun intended, and uh, they are not sleeping and they're always awake and wherever I go, they are awake and they just become awake. I am not able to abide anywhere. Where is my place? And now they have started call centers, so everything is ulta, everything is upside down. She went and complained. And Krishna, out of his, you know, apara mercy, mercy, you know, what is that? Unbound compassion and mercy said, please go to wherever Harikatha and Vedanta is taught. <laughs> Harikatha means my own stories are taught. And wherever Vedanta is taught, you will have undisturbed sleep. <laughs> so nobody is going to, Guru will not awaken, you know. It is a papa to awaken somebody asleep. So the Guru will not awaken, who will awaken? You know, the significant other might nudge and say, come on, you are embarrassing me. Not because of anything else. So who will awaken? So therefore, the best quality sleep 
comes in Vedanta class, a blessing of Lord Krishna. So nothing to feel bad. Yeah. Don't even call it sleep. Just say, I went into Nirvikalpa Samadhi. <laughs> you see, because you come to Vedanta class with a thirst for non-duality. You got it. Wonderful. Ah. This is one form of Akhandakara Vritti. Any other questions? <laughs>